Hello and welcome to Dino Files. I am Dino. This is episode number twenty-three. Number twenty-three. Number twenty-three. We've been uh, we've been going pretty hard trying to. That's a fucking lie. I haven't done a show in about two weeks. The reason is this: I've been very busy, and I've been so busy because I had to leave town. I had to do several things. Um, outside of all of that, though, I'm, I'm, I'm back, and I'm probably going to be back on the two-show-a-week schedule. It should be pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm going to be trying to do the two shows and the third video, which is typically an excerpt from uh, the longer podcast, the one that is going on right now, right in front of your very eyes. I typically try to do that because it's more content, and also because... I think there's a lot of stuff here that we cover that doesn't get a fair shake because the podcast is so long and people can tune in and out and things like that. So stuff that I really want to highlight, I can uh, I can come in and I can release on, on YouTube as an excerpt and people can watch that. It's typically, you know, two to five minutes of the show. Um, just really important points that I think are made. And <clears throat> there's a... There's been a lot of interesting stuff going on in the time that I've been gone, uh, you know, and it's I'm, I'm upset that I've missed so much of it. However, uh, all we can do is morph, is move up, morph. Yeah, what we can do is morph forward. Ugh, it's taking a little bit to get back in the uh, back in the swing of things. I really hope you guys can't hear that alarm going off because that's really annoying. Um, so let us sort of, I guess, hop right into the stories. Um. I want to open up with a more recent story from uh, the Fifth Column News. Um, Welcome to hell, anti-capitalist protesters clashed with Hamburg police at G20. So the Black Bloc Antifa is very active in Hamburg right now. They're effectively burning the area around the G20 and and, and in a couple other places. They're burning it down. They're, They're setting cars on fire. There's smoke. There were pictures in live video being posted to Twitter and stuff, and there's just smoke billowing out of the streets into into the sky. It's really upsetting to see. And there was a video that was posted which depicted a huge mob of just black block people walking by down the street. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. And these people are so violent. They're so ridiculously violent. Now these Antifa, I wanna I wanna kind of explain what the Antifa is, because they're kind of not they're not really making the news. Nobody's covering them. But they're a big deal. They're they're the ones that burned down. Uh, they're they're one of the people that one of the groups that protested at Berkeley and and burned cars and smashed windows. Assholes, total assholes. They are anti-fi, anti-fascist, based on some old I think German anti anti fascist or something like that. But they are communists. Typically, they're anarcho communists, um, anarchists who also believe in communism, which. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> what's what's very interesting about them is actually that they uh, they have no respect for for property. They're they're communists. They don't believe that private property exists. So they'll burn cars. They'll smash windows. They'll do whatever it is they think they have to do to try and get their message across. Whatever that message happens to be, I have no idea. But that's what they do. And they're uh, in Hamburg right now, just 
causing problems. I'm going to read the story. This is from the fifth column. Fifth column news. Uh, from uh, It's a Mirror of Sputnik. Protesters and police are clashing in the streets of Hamburg, Germany, as the G20 meets in the city. I'm going to skip a little bit. Police have begun using water cannons to disperse some of the thousands of protesters after apparently being hit with bottles and other projectiles. Tear gas has also been used, and local businesses have reportedly boarded up their doors and windows to prevent potential damage. The Hamburg police have tweeted that at least one person has been arrested for throwing a bottle, and that others have been stopped for wearing masks. According to the Hamburg police Twitter account, at least 15 police officers have been injured and three taken to hospital for treatment to hospital. I love that. Um, I actually don't. I think it doesn't make any sense, but it's very, uh, it's, uh, well, it's fresh. It's foreign. The Hamburg police have tweeted, uh, they already read that. Protesters in Hamburg have vowed to disrupt the summit. An estimated 100,000 people are being, are, uh, taking part in the mass demonstrations. There are colorful and sometimes violent protests every time the G20 meets. Yesterday, some thousand zombies took to the Hamburg streets. People dressed up as zombies. Took to the Hamburg streets in what was billed as a statement about political participation. At the 2009 G20 summit in London, a bystander died after being roughly pushed to the ground by police forces. So this is happening. Uh, they set up, they, they called this protest, the Antifa group called this protest Welcome to Hell. And they are fucking assholes. There's really nothing more to be said about it. They're, first of all, they, they don't believe in property, so they just break everything. They, there's no logic to it. It doesn't make any sense. If you're trying to make a point, why would you just break shit? I don't get it. I really don't. Um, but it doesn't matter what I think because, you know, I'm not there breaking shit like an asshole. <laughs> um, another story, uh, I'm, I'm just kind of going through these pretty quickly because there's going to be some stuff come up later that's going to sort of take a minute. Um, the fifth column wrote, uh, or mirror to garrison, or, uh, yeah, mirror to garrison story, uh, titled what the deep state is. That's the headline. Um, I like the fifth column a lot. The guy that runs it is a, a really reputable guy. Um, I've, I've spoken with him. He actually ran one of my stories in another outlet that he runs. So I, I, I like the fifth column. I think they do good stuff. What the deep state is, is this story. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to skip down a little bit and just read uh, sort of the very relevant portion. It's in the intel slash military definition that the idea tends to take on a more active sinister connotations. Spies and generals conspiring to put over a coup of some sort. If necessary, maybe even giving inconvenient political figures the JFK treatment. Without discounting that possibility that proposed that while individuals acting in knowing concert might be a minor feature of the deep state, they aren't its essence. In high school civics class theory, elections are meaningful, and political government is a highly developed, well-oiled, deliberative decision-making machine in which ideas matter, and the best ones went out, to the benefit of all. In fact, it is the nature of political government that put its own needs first. It's the core... And its core of unelected workers, greatly outnumbering the politicians who have to explain themselves to voters, closely identify its needs with their needs, and vice versa. The aggregate actions of long-term state functionaries will always tend to maximize the state's growth and their own discretionary power. Not because they are venial or corrupt, although some certainly are, nor because they necessarily subscribe to some particular ideology, although some certainly do, but because, like their actions, they themselves are an aggregate whose parts will overwhelmingly respond to the same incentives in the same ways. So, what this is essentially saying is that the deep state is the is the uh, sort of sort of background actors in government that really steer government and uh, cause it to well grow, 
cause it to serve its own interests rather than the interests of the voters. Now, if you've been around long enough, and even if you haven't been around long enough, but you've been paying attention for the small amount of time that you have been around, you know that government doesn't actually care about you. They don't actually do anything that's necessarily in your interest. All they do is kind of, you know... Fuck around. Spend your money on shit that enriches them or furthers the interests of the government, not necessarily the people. Now, this is the biggest problem with government that I see, but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, be an anarchist is the answer to that what are you going to do question. But uh, I don't expect everybody to come along on that. Okay, so uh, in a little bit of a lighter piece of news, but one that makes me very happy as a writer... Um, the Right Life, the W-R-I-T-E life.com, posted a story, Take That, AP Style, Court of Law Rules the Oxford Common Necessary. This is a big problem with AP Style. When I was in journalism school, I was we were told that we had to write to the AP Style book, which does all kinds of nutty things with numbers and stuff like that that I don't necessarily agree with, but they're not a that big a deal. The biggest problem, I think, with AP Style is, number one, they sort of have a... Uh, well, there's a bias to the AP style when, with regard to um, sort of what words you can use to describe a group or what alphabet soup you're going to use to describe ISIS, ISIL, Daesh, whatever. Um, so, you know, the AP style, I think, has some problems. Um, but this, I think, is the biggest problem in AP style. And you can say it's nitpicky, you can say it's stupid or what have you. I disagree. This is important to me. I like it. Who gives a something? There's a It's all blocked out letters, so I don't know if it's shit or fuck or whatever, but it's some four-letter word, about an Oxford comma. So goes one of my favorite lyrics by Vampire Weekend. Oh, if I knew the song, I might know what he says. Uh, what it said, I don't know who Vampire Weekend is. I don't listen to that genre, whatever that genre is. Uh, the listening, the, the title makes me think it's emo. Uh, and the answer to date has largely been grammar nerds, Strunk and White, and those who follow the infamous Chicago versus AP style debate. Strunk and White, I think, is the main reason that I hate AP style is because they're, in some ways, they're they're sort of tied together in, in you know, the sense that Strunk and White kind of says that, you know, you know, why use ten words when two words will do, that kind of situation. Um, the very opposite of, Dick, of uh, Dickens, which is why I don't like Dickens. However, uh, going back to the story, now we can add dairy driver to the list. That's because an appellate court recently ruled in favor of Maine dairy drivers in a labor dispute that hinged on the oft-debated piece of punctuation. For everyone who's ever wondered what all the fuss is about over the Oxford commas, the circuit judge's opinion says it all. For want of a comma, we have this case. Why an extra comma matters is there is their uh, next little subtitle. For those in need of grammar refresh, the Oxford or serial comma is a comma placed between the last two items in a series of three or more. For instance, I like cake, comma, pizza, and uh, comma, and ice cream. Now, the AP style would have you delete the comma after pizza. Proponents of the Oxford comma argue it's necessary to avoid potential ambiguity. In the example sentence, it's clear I like three types of food, and in... I didn't read this sentence beforehand. I'm sorry. In the example sentence, it's clear I like three types of food in and of themselves. Remove it, and the sentence read, I like cake, pizza, and ice cream, leading to the, to the potential to read the last two items as one combination item. I no longer like pizza and ice cream on their own. One could argue I like pizza and ice cream when only when they are together, not that there's anything wrong with that. It was precisely this type of ambiguity that led to the main case. So there's a lot of money spent on this case. And uh, scrolling down toward the bottom of the story, Takama or not Takama, 
As a diehard Oxford comma loyalist, I identify as well, this ruling made my day. While many of the sites I write for, such as a freelance blogger, follow AP style, including this one, which is a sans serial comma, I still sneak one in when it seems needed to avoid potential confusion. This case backs up that habit as more than just an old school tick I haven't yet let go. Beautiful. That's quite good. I've never heard this before. Uh, before the show, during the countdown, I was saying uh, the Breckenridge Brewery Vanilla Porter. I've never had it before. It's actually quite good. I don't tend to like a sweet beer, and this isn't too sweet, actually. Oh, that's quite good. I like that a lot. All right, so that's pretty much our last light story for you guys. This is, um, things are about to get real, I think. I'm probably going to do 30 minutes on the next two stories. So, <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, this podcast, I've decided that I'm going to focus on free speech. And I've decided that because... Free speech is everywhere being harmed by politicians, governments, by fucking anybody, anybody that can, that can pretend that free speech doesn't apply in this or that a case hates it. I don't know why. It's because they don't know how to argue. But I'm just going to cover this story here from the dailymail.co.uk. Uh, get out of here, ad. There's a $3,000 bounty on your head in Philadelphia. Colon. Woman gets death threats after Facebook video of her urinating on an American flag goes viral. This is something that um, I, I'm very interested in because people who desecrate the, the American flag tend to get a lot of hate. And they get threatened. And people say they should be thrown in jail. All this other stuff. The first thing I want to say with regard to this topic is that desecration of the American flag is protected speech. It is protected expression. The Supreme Court has come down on the side of flag desecrators every time. There is no excuse for jailing or otherwise hurting someone who desecrates the flag. In fact, the flag itself stands for the freedom to desecrate the flag, supposedly, if you believe that kind of thing. Personally, as an anarchist, I think the flag is cloth and nothing more. But if you do believe that the flag is a symbol, it's a symbol of freedom. And you are not free if you're not free to desecrate the symbol, right? That, that's, that, it seems obvious to me, but apparently there's a lot of people, ultranationalists and things like that, who do not understand this concept. The flag's meaning, if there's a meaning to the flag... That meaning means nothing if you're not allowed to break the flag, to destroy the flag, to desecrate the flag. However you wish. Oh, blows my mind. So back to the story. Uh, uh, in the bullet points, the, you know, little bullet points up top. I, I like these, and I tend to not like things that, that sort of squish a news story down because you lose some context, some context, but when there's a lot of it like this, I, I like it. Okay, so I'm just going to read these bullet points. Emily Lance of Philadelphia urinated on American flag submerged in a toilet. Next point. She captioned the video, which she posted on Facebook and later deleted. Fuck your nationalism. Fuck your country. Fuck your stupid fucking flag. The video quickly went viral as thousands of people slammed Lance's actions. Social media users sent her death threats, suggesting some slit her throat. She was called disrespectful, unpatriotic, and offensive for urinating on the flag. People said she was a liberal extremist and the result of privileged white kids. Oh, goodness. So, this girl is, this girl has come out and, and said that, like, she's an anarchist and all this other stuff that, that she... People have come out to say that, that, that 
that she needs to be killed. Again, they put a $3,000 bounty on their head. This is uh, in the story. This is a screenshot from Facebook uh, from a person named Jeremy Miller. You made it to Craigslist Philly too, LOL. There's a $3,000 bounty on your head. You do realize there's crazy people out here that are desperate for money, right? My guess is you don't actually live in Philly, though. Experience shows most attention whores on Facebook always hide an aspect of themselves so people can't find them. Emily Lance's responses to the people who were threatening her and the people who were saying she was wrong to do what she did, they read as follows. Freedom of speech slash expression means I'm entitled to do and say as I please, even if you don't like it so long as I'm not physically hurting someone. And no, your precious feelings don't count. That's your own problem. What, what, what don't you people understand? You're celebrating freedom while damning me for doing the same. You can't have it both ways. Freedom or none. Practice what you preach or shut the fuck up. Next story, uh, the next uh, bit of response to you. People are wishing illness, harm, and suffering upon me over a piece of fabric. People are willing to murder someone over a flag. It's so sad that people don't realize how brainwashed they are. I'm gross for peeing on a symbol. Look at yourselves. You epitomize all that is foul. And then she posts, Soiled flag, fished out of my toilet, sold to highest bidder. Look, and this is the kind of thing that it, it, it kind of, it's a... It... it on the on, caption in one of the photos, it says Lance is a self-described anarchist and has previously posted photos that claim that 9-11 attacks were an inside job. Half of the time, those are jokes. You can't really take that seriously. Um, unless the person is seriously a, a truther, then, you know, that person's seriously a truther. But a lot of the 9-11 ones and inside job stuff is jokes. So I'm not going to take that uh, at face value. I'm, I'm <laughs> it's a meme, guys. So I'm not really sure if she does believe that or not. Either way, doesn't matter because she's totally right. You have every right to desecrate the American flag. That's what the American flag stands for. The Supreme Court has, again, come down on the side of this kind of free expression every time. It doesn't matter what you do or say. You are free to do or say it, typically. There are exceptions. And you can take offense to those exceptions or not, but... This whole story, uh, the fact that people are so nationalistic, that they are so... That they conflate national pride, that they conflate their country with a symbol, with a piece of cloth. They think they're the same thing. It blows my mind. Nationalism itself doesn't blow my mind. This is the, 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 the general premise of nationalism. If you've ever read The Republic, um, nationalism itself is very easy to understand. For you, I mean, you... I believe in the Republic is described as something like convincing the people that the ground from which they were born is holy and, and, and to defend it with all their might and to love it like a mother. That's nationalism, and that's it's the noble lie. It's or part of the noble lie, rather. The, the entire noble lie is much more interesting with a ton of precious metals in people's blood and shit like that, but it's part of the noble lie that, that you convince people that the ground upon which they walk the, the nation within these arbitrary borders is somehow holy, it's somehow sacred. And it, it's just upsetting to me that so many people... It's not upsetting, I guess. It's a little upsetting. It's, it doesn't surprise me, but it does bother me that people are so nationalistic that they would be willing to threaten somebody for... To threaten and wish violence on somebody for their opinion, for free expression. For doing a thing they don't like. It doesn't... It's stupid. It is stupid. It's ignorant, is what it is. So, moving on to another story. German police, this is from uh, thelocal.de. German police launch first nationwide hate speech raids. 
Authorities have conducted the first ever nationwide raids on people suspected of spreading hate speech on the internet. I need a drink before I finish this, because this is fucking weird, dude. This, this shit is Orwellian as fuck. Ah. In the early hours of Wednesday morning, officers in all but two of 16 German states moved in on properties connected to suspects in hate speech investigations. Roughly 60 people across the country are believed to have taken part in a private Facebook group which various German laws were broken, including praising the Nazis. At the center of the operations was the Federal Office of Criminal Investigations, the BKA, which stated that their aim was to decisively confront with strong, the strong growth in verbal radicalism which is appearing on the internet. Since December 2015, the BKA has been coordinating a police unit which combines state and federal police in a project called Tackling Hate Posting. Hey, tackling Hate Posting. Oh, The unit was set up after Bavarian police observed regular hate posts being published on a secret Facebook page. I, I did scare quotes there for hate posts. Being published on a secret Facebook page between July and November 2015. This is the very important part of this story. It's a single sentence, and it explains everything. According to the BKA, the posts often praise the Nazi era, including anti-Semitic content or other illegal far-right opinions. I'm going to read that sentence again and see if you can find the part of this that is fucking bonkers. According to the BKA, the posts often praise the Nazi era, including anti-Semitic content or other illegal Far-right opinions. Far-right in that sentence is being used as an adjective. They have it hyphenated, so it counts as one word. It's an adjective, not an adjective phrase. I argued with myself over whether I was going to call it an adjective or an adjective phrase, and I settled on adjective because it is hyphenated. If you take away that adjective, that adjective is describing a noun. That, the noun that that adjective is describing is opinions. So far-right opinions, right? You could just say anti-Semitic content or far-right opinions. You could say that. Another adjective being used in the sentence is the word illegal. Illegal is an adjective describing the word opinions. Illegal opinions. Illegal opinions. Now, I don't know if this is just a choice, uh, a bad choice of verbiage on the part of the local.de, but I don't see why. I don't, I don't see how it's inaccurate. Illegal opinions. How do you describe that other than wrong think? How do you describe that other than a disgusting display of hate for free expression? Illegal opinions. In Germany, opinions can be illegal. Opinions can be illegal in Germany. This is... Look, I mean, you can, you can say that Germany has this history with Nazism and that, and that you know, it's, it's a dark history and they hate it and, and they're, 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 they, they loathe that part of their past, and so in order to avoid that part of their past, or ghosts of their past showing back up, they have to be hard on Nazism. They have to make sure that Nazism is not allowed to flourish in any way, even online. And that's an argument. It's not a good one. Illegal opinions. You open up that can of worms, it cannot be closed again. It cannot be closed. Illegal opinions. What's next? What's the next illegal opinion? There's going to be another one. There already are. It's hate speech stuff, right? They're talking about anti-Semitism. They're talking about racism. Things like that. Hate speech, which, thank God, the Supreme Court in the United States just decided wasn't a thing. How beautiful is that? I love it. I was scared. I was scared that the Supreme Court in the United States was going to affirm the existence of hate speech. They didn't. Good for them. But illegal opinions. <sighs> illegal opinions. 
illegal opinions. In a lot of places, especially around Europe, especially in the UK and things like this, there's, there's already illegal opinions. They're arresting people for saying that, that uh, for, for effectively uh, venting how upset they are on the internet. Um, venting how upset they are at their government, venting how upset they are at the uh, immigration policies of their government. And these people are not, they're not racist, they're not white nationalists, not all of them. Some of them are, sure. And those people are without credibility as far as I'm concerned. However, not all of them are. Not all of them are. Some of them are just regular people. Regular people who see their culture sliding away. Why do you think France has anti-Burka laws, anti-religious garb generally laws? It's because they don't like that kind of shit on the streets. There's this concept, especially in Holland, and I only know this because of uh, a guy named Adam Curry on the No Agenda podcast. Um, Adam Curry grew up in, in the Netherlands, and there's this thing in the Netherlands and Holland and, you know, whatever words you want to use to describe that country. There's several names that are acceptable. The um, <laughs> Netherlands. There's a... Uh, there's a concept there of the street view, and I don't know what their word for it is. They've got a word. It's a long Germanic word for the view of the street. And it's been changing. It's gone. It's gone because of immigration and stuff like that. Now, I'm not anti-immigration. I'm not. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I think borders are stupid anyway. I'm an anarchist. I don't believe in nation states. Thus, immigration doesn't exist for me, right? So... But I can't understand. I can understand these people who come from homogenous societies like in Europe. All of these countries are totally homogenous. Europe is not, is not based in, a, uh, in oh, a history of immigration the way the United States is. Europe, all these European nations are entirely homogenous. There are long-standing rivalries between these nations. Look at the UK and France. There's not a whole lot of immigration. Sure, they've got the freedom of movement thing with the EU, but that's not working out. There's a lot of the shit that's, that's kind of going sideways, and people are, are afraid. People are afraid and upset. The increase in terror in, in, uh, in, in Europe, the increase in general Islamic extremism due to the influx of immigration. These things are connected. They do exist. You can't argue against them. And you can say what you want about them. You can say what you think you should do about them, but they certainly exist. And people have been voicing their, their distaste. For this trend, people have been voicing their distaste and they're being arrested for it because it's hate speech, it's racist, it's sexist, it's whatever. Whatever somebody gets offended by. Illegal opinions. Illegal opinions. Wrong think. This is wrong think. And I'll tell you, the more they do this stuff, the more this show is going to become free speech centric. Because this shit is insane. They can't reach in your mind and tell you what to think, and they certainly cannot tell you how you're allowed to voice it. What a fucking... Oh, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. That's what it is. I'm disgusted by it. Utterly disgusted. Illegal opinions. Fuck you, Merkel. Fuck you, German government. Fuck you, German police. This is stupidity. All right. Moving on. The CNN blackmail controversy. Now, I was, I was on Twitter when this broke. This was a... Fascinating, fascinating little little experiment, I think, in the sociology of the internet. The CNN blackmail controversy. Uh, there's already a Wikipedia page for it, even though it happened just a few days ago. And I'm just going to read from the Wikipedia page, because it's accurate. Because, again, I was on Twitter when all this broke. I saw the original tweets, even the ones that have been deleted now, and I've got screenshots of some of them, and I'm, I, was, I was there. 
CNN was accused of blackmailing a Reddit user when they implied that they might reveal the identity of the user if he continued to post inflammatory content. Now, this Reddit user is supposedly the one that that created the video or the GIF that uh, GIF, 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 I don't give a shit, that Donald Trump retweeted of him when he was in WWE, you know, during his little stint as a WWE personality, when he tackled Vince McMahon and they put CNN's logo over Vince McMahon's head. And so it's Donald Trump tackling CNN personified. And CNN's been all ass heard about this. It just got ass blasted over it. They were talking about on every show throughout every every hour they're talking about how this is uh this is encouraging violence against journalists and how this is all oh, no it's a stupid fucking tweet from a stupid fucking president that's all it is that's all it is it's not any more than that it's just dumb but cnn decided to get ass blasted about it and so they did this the incident was widely criticized across the political spectrum including vox due to it being seen as blackmail and an attack on his pro-Trump views. It was considered a cyber jihad and a targeted harassment by commentators. According to the Daily Caller scene, and staffers were doxxed, and the protests were planned at their houses. Background. On July 2nd, 2017, President Donald Trump posted an animated video of a WWE match that starred Trump and his opponent who had a CNN logo placed over his face. It was, it was Vince. Vincent Man. The video shows Trump body slamming and repeatedly punching the individual on the ground. On July 4th, 2017, CNN published a story titled How CNN Found the Reddit User Behind the Trump Wrestling GIF, which labeled Reddit user Han Asshole Solo. I say Han, not Han. It's Han. As the creator of the viral video. In the article published by CNN, the author, Andrew Kaczynski, explains the process that allowed the organization to discover the identity of the user, after which the user posted an apology to CNN, including apologies for previous Reddit postings that could be taken as well as containing racist, Islamophobic, and anti-Semitic language and imagery. On the Reddit group r slash the Donald. Immediately afterwards, his apology was locked and deleted by the subreddit's moderators, while the user deleted his Reddit account. After confirming the identity of the Reddit user, Han Asshole Solo expressed his unwillingness for his name to not be released in public. For his name not to be released in public. To which CNN responded with a statement, CNN is not publishing Han Asosolo's name because he is a private citizen who has issued an extensive statement of apology, showed his remorse by saying he was he has taken down all of his offending posts, and because he said he is not going to repeat this ugly behavior on social media again. In addition, he said his statement could serve as an example to others to do the same. Important part here, guys. In the story, CNN reserves the right to publish his identity should any of that change. There's going to be a lot of me repeating single sentences and single phrases on here because this is fucking important. CNN reserves the right to publish his identity should any of that change. I'm going to let that ruminate for a second. CNN reserves the right to publish his identity should any of that change. Any of that referring to, grammatically, his extensive statement of apology, showing his remorse by saying he's taken on the offending post. He said he's not going to repeat this ugly behavior on social media again. Should any of that change, CNN threatens this is a threat clearly cnn threatens to publish his identity they're gonna dox this guy if he posts any more offending content they're gonna dox him doxing if you don't know what it is doxing is an incredibly important uh concept on the internet doxing is what happens when you release the private information workplace phone number address address of family members family members full names family members workplaces all that kind of information gets released to the public and an angry horde of shit stains go attack those people. Go attack that workplace. Send hate mail and death threats. People have been hurt because they've been doxxed. 
That's why anonymity is so important on the internet. If you have something offensive, something wrong to say on the internet, you need that anonymity. You need it for your safety. Because there are insane people in every contingent of every opinion. On any issue, on any side of any issue, there's a fucking crazy person in that group. You need this anonymity. And CNN says they reserve the right to publish his identity should any of that, referring to the apologies, the promises not to publish anymore, all that stuff, change. That's fucking terrifying. Reaction. Quote, CNN was subsequently accused of blackmailing the user. At the same time, the hashtag CNN blackmail... Ha- uh, At the same time, the hashtag CNN blackmail hashtag trending on, on the first place worldwide on Twitter. Meanwhile... Madison Malone Kircher of New York Magazine opined that CNN could have avoided the internet vigilantism if the final line hadn't been included. Vox reporter German Lopez tweeted, I can't emphasize how bad this is on CNN's part. This is basically, don't post stuff we don't like or we'll dox you. Extremely unethical. Kaczynski responded by saying that the line was misinterpreted, that the user said he was not threatened prior to his apology. Ben Shapiro, Dave Rubin... Paul Joseph Watson, Brittany Pettibone, and others have uh, gave criticism on the, inter- on the uh, incident. Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. Now, Kaczynski also tweeted some stuff. He said, uh, the first tweet, the, these two tweets don't gel, and I want to I be very clear about this. And, and it, there's a possibility that they do gel, and I'll cover that as well. But the first tweet, this apology came after CNN identified and reached out to Han Asshole Solo. Story and interview with him posting soon. And then the next tweet, or the, the, a tweet that came after, Han Solo posted his apology before we ever spoke to him. He called us afterwards to apologize further. So, initially, according to Kaczynski, his apology came after CNN identified and reached out to Han Solo. So, he apologized after they identified and reached out to him. Now, reached out is a journalistic term that's used very typically for we tried for we, we, we contacted the person or tried to contact the person. It does not imply that he contacted them back. And then the next one, Han Solo posted his apology before we ever spoke to him. He called us afterwards to apologize further. Okay. That doesn't make much sense. I don't know why he would post an apology before they spoke to him. That doesn't make any sense at all. But whatever. There's also some possibility that they got the wrong guy. That's something that's been floated, and I'm not sure that it has been uh, supported with evidence, but it has been floated out there that they got the wrong guy. The uh, this story is is fucking terrifying it's it really is terrifying if you're a person on the internet who's posting an unpopular opinion and the president retweets you or some shit it's possible i suppose that cnn could track you down and threaten to release your public inf- your inf- your private information publicly that's not fucking okay and you tell me that's not going to have a chilling effect on speech now i was saying when the timer was running before the show i was saying that i i pissed off a constitutional lawyer because i said this is clearly a chilling effect on speech Clearly a chilling effect. He said, no, the First Amendment doesn't apply. It doesn't matter. Chilling effect doesn't have to be the First Amendment. The First Amendment does only apply to government, sure, but the chilling effect on speech, that, 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 uh, that piece of case law that's been passed down from tort after tort, that stuff does apply. The chilling effect on speech does apply to private parties, and it applies in one very specific way, and I'm sure if this were to go to trial, or, or Dr. Trial, if this were to go to the Supreme Court, they would say this is a similar case. There's such a thing as libel chill. Now, libel chill is a chilling effect on free speech because an organization or person threatens to sue somebody for libel if they say anything. Say anything negative or what have you. Or they do sue people for libel like crazy. 
That's a libel chill. That's a chilling effect on free speech from somebody who is lawsuit happy, right? You can't convince me that this does not have a chilling effect on free speech. We're going to release your private information if you don't apologize or if you take back your apology, if you go back to posting things that we don't like, because that's the only thing here. He's just posting stuff they don't like. He did make anti, uh, anti-Muslim posts. He did make anti-Semitic posts. He did make posts like this. He made them in a subreddit. Uh, most of them, I, I think the story goes this way. He made most of those posts in, in the subreddit. I know he made several of them here in the subreddit, uh, for sure. In the, uh, in the I'm going to hell for this subreddit. I, I'm not sure what the R name is on it. But he posted all this stuff there. Or most of it anyway. You can get away with saying most of it. So... He's clearly aware that it's not a popular opinion. He's clearly aware that it's not a popular opinion. Obviously. And, and CNN saying, if you, if you go back to your old ways, we're going to release your private information. That's fucking terrifying. Okay, from Gizmodo. Gizmodo is not an outlet that I respect. But they did publish this story. Uh, and I'm just going to read the, the relevant pieces of it. The story is titled, How CNN Made Its Own Reporting Sound Like Blackmail. I'm just going to read this, uh, beginning with the relevant portion. Two days later, CNN reporter Andrew Kaczynski wrote an article about the origins of the video and the anonymous Reddit user who made it. The article quickly turned into a scandal for CNN as Trump supporters and media ethicists both accused the network of blackmailing or bullying the video creator. A Reddit user calling himself Han Also Solo by threatening to expose his real identity. The Intercept's Glenn Greenwald... Glenn Greenwald. I always have a hard time saying his name. In his version of the indictment, argued... That one of the nation's most powerful media corporations is explicitly threatening a critic with exposure. And that CNN had chosen to threaten and publish a random obscure citizen. Right-wing Twitter accounts published the address and other personal information of Kaczynski and his family in an act of retaliation. The backlash caught CNN by surprise, in part according to people familiar with the editing process, because the passage in the story that provoked the backlash had been written by a network executive as a defensive measure to explain their sourcing decision. The sources say that ongoing media morality play has been based on false assumptions about the purpose of the story and about how a thorny reporting process has unfolded. Had unfolded. The result in the, is a case study in how not to avoid outrage. Oh, God. Yeah, tell me this doesn't have a chilling effect. There's no way in hell this doesn't have a chilling effect. The entire last half of the show has been about free speech. The entire last half of the show has been about the ways that free speech are being attacked and assaulted. Uh, worldwide, worldwide, it's happening. It's terrifying. I'm, I am. Uh, whew. It's an upsetting time to be a guy on the internet. Not a guy on the internet. A person on the internet. It's a frightening time to be a person on the internet right now. There are so many people who are out for blood, and there are so many people who want to hurt others for wrong think. So many people who want to have people thrown in cages for having an opinion, for voicing an opinion. And it's not just on the left anymore. This is the thing. The right has become so enraged by the left at this point. And I've been, I've been watching this unfold over time. I've been watching how these people have been thinking and what these people have been saying to each other. And I've been observing this. And what I think has happened is that the right... The hand sounds. What, I'm, what, I'm, what I think I've been observing is that the right has become so enraged by the left that they have become just as bad as the left. Leftists, right? The kind of social justice warriors who think that words are violent inherently. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. I wish I could end this podcast on a lighter note. I can't. I can't do it. Uh, if I tried to end this podcast on a lighter note, I would either be giving you some fluff, human interest bullshit, or 
I'd be lying to you. <laughs> and I'm not going to do either of those things. So I'm just going to end with asking that you consider, just consider, that the people with whom you disagree have a right to their opinion. They can be wrong as the day is long. Their opinion doesn't even necessitate respect. The fact that they have an opinion doesn't mean shit. But their right to have an opinion, to voice an opinion, must be respected. Even if the opinion cannot be respected in itself. That is the, that is the foundation of a free society. There are a lot of people, a lot of Second Amendment activists, who say that, that the right to bear arms is the foundation of a free society. It's not. It's not. It's not. The right to free expression is the foundation of a free society. Bearing arms follows after that. Because you can't have an argument about whether or not the right to bear arms is important if you can't have an argument. Free expression is the foundation of a free society. And it is, and I hate to use this culture warrior bullshit phraseology, but it is under attack. Directly. We've seen it. I've showed it to you today. It's upsetting. It's very upsetting. It's scary to be a person with unpopular opinions right now. It's very scary to be a person with unpopular opinions. I'm a fucking anarchist. I'm fucking terrified. This kind of shit is acceptable now. Unironically, printing the phrase illegal opinions. A major media organization threatening to dox somebody because they have unpopular opinions. Even despicable opinions. I'm, it's, yeah, it's scary. It's scary. And I can't, if I keep talking about how frightening it is, I'm just going to keep going in circles. So I think I've made my point. I think I've made my point about this little issue here. So, let's end this show. Let's end this show. I've been Dino. This has been Dino Files, episode number 23, and I know what I'm going to call it. This episode is going to be called Illegal Opinions. I knew that before I even started recording. If you like the show, you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Dino Files. No hyphens. Uh, I'm trying to make it so that the uh, the dashes or hyphens or whatever you want to call them are only in the title of the show. They're not uh, on any of the URLs, or I'm trying to make sure they're not on any of the URLs. If you want to see more episodes of this, you can go to the YouTube for Alternative Internet Radio. You can go to AIRAD.io. That's the website for the network. There are other great shows there if you want to check some of those out. Ryan Porterfield is, uh, well, he just moved and he's waiting on things to come in and get shipped to him, but he will be making episodes of Antifiles, I believe. I haven't spoken to him in a couple of weeks, but I do believe he's going to be doing more episodes of Antifiles. If you want to donate to this show, you go to patreon.com slash Dino Show. Again, no hyphens. Patreon.com slash Dino Show, or simply go to AIRAD.io and follow the links follow the links it's pretty uh pretty self-explanatory once you go to the website you can donate there as well thank you all for listening and uh i'm gonna see you later this week i'll be doing a quick hits and i'll be uploading a portion of this show as an excerpt uh and you know use it use it when i upload a video like this when i upload a, a portion of this kind of video when i if i make an argument that you agree with wholeheartedly and you and you feel like you want to you know make that argument to other people post the excerpt typically they're again a couple couple five maybe minutes long um pretty short videos people can watch uh fucking steal it upload it to facebook i don't give a shit aiirad.io that's where everything is the uh ai radio youtube channel alternative internet radio goodness 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 gracious i guess i'll see you guys on the flip side i am terrified see you soon
Welcome to AIR, Alternative Internet Radio. We are the podcast network that brings you listener-supported podcasts. Every show on this network is supported exclusively by their creators and their listeners. There are no ads on this network. That means the podcast is the product, not you. And remember, AIR is always looking for new shows. If you've got a podcast or you want to start a podcast and you feel like you would fit well with our family, then what are you waiting for? Send us an email. Our address is admin at AIRAD.io. That's admin at AIRADIO.io.